emotional pressure is equivalent to heat in this particular metaphor. When we are hurt emotionally, it can be contained for a short duration of time. However, there is a containment threshold that when you begin to pass over, you cannot hold on to emotional pressure forever. So when you take a hit, you have to figure out what you're gonna do with that impact. And a lot of people will immediately shrug it off by projecting it back out into the world. Anything they feel, they will want other people to feel, whether it be good or bad, whether they deserve it or not. That is an unfortunate aspect of our socio-psychological condition, is that there are many people among us who project their emotional content back out into the world after having done no work with it. However, if you take the short amount of time to reflect upon why the situation has occurred, it might just be something that you've done that you haven't taken the time to reflect upon that has led to the outcome within. So you have a containment threshold where after so many hits and such a depth of impact that you cannot contain the emotional pressure anymore without cracking in some way. Some people crack outward, some people crack inward. In other words, the very same event might have a different effect upon you based on your own psychological type. I do think an aspect of personality is genetically encoded. I think another aspect is structured by the family unit and the amount of contributing members. And I think another aspect is structured by the outer world, our geographic conditions so far as access to water and fertility, and the overall density of organic life forms in that region. Discussing the nature of emotional pressure and its subsequent need for ventilation or containment will decide how much of an effect it has on you. You could imagine the containment threshold of accumulated emotional pressure as a breaking point. And that is why it is so important to learn how to alchemically transmute that energy into a benevolent form of projection. And that requires a reconfiguration of the information that you're receiving. You have to look at things from multiple perspectives. And sometimes you do not have the luxury of doing that. However, as society evolves, there's more and more time for people to figure out the emotional cause and effect behind things happening within the culture. There are multiple approaches to alchemical transmutation, one of them being the type of introverted form that is more concerned with meditation, more concerned with introspection, and you can alchemically transmute emotional pressure from perceived conflict but you have to find a way of looking at it insofar as if I were to act like this person has, would society be likely to turn out for the better? If not, chances are you probably should not partake in that same action in return. It does require some degree of disassociation that can be difficult for people if they feel as though an ideological conflict may be equivalent to a real one, because nowadays people are rarely met with the need to adapt at a physical level. They're rarely met with a challenge to the direct physical safety. 
And that's why I'm a proponent of self-directed forms of psychophysiological adaptation. Because another method for alchemically transmuting emotional pressure is through self-directed psychophysiological adaptation. So exercise, meditation is a form of that as well. Cold showers or asana. Learning how to expose yourself to extremes in a way that is not actually harmful does help to ventilate any kind of inward frustration. That's a physical, corporeal approach to ventilation. You're simply diffusing it entirely through a form of direct thermodynamic regulation. Circulating the blood throughout your body, heating it up, cooling it down. Through this process, you can actually manage the consolidation of membrane. When you are exposed to cold and your body releases adrenaline, there is a memory stamp in your perception of time, highlighting it for consolidation during the next sleep state. In other words, it is the adrenalergic response that actually prioritizes memory into a hierarchy of value during the sleep state. Again, it's important to understand that there are networking dynamics at play as well. So each and every memory within that day that has been highlighted as relative importance is also connected to each other. Not just a hierarchy, it's a network. There are self-organizing network dynamics at play, similar to the structural filaments of the galaxy. The extroverted way of alchemical transmutation is one that is involved in the accurate trust and acceptance of emotional vulnerability. It is equivalent to therapy, but you do require that you trust somebody accurately enough that when you talk to them, they're not going to take advantage of your emotional vulnerability in some way. It is actually surprisingly more difficult than it seems to find somebody like this. A lot of us don't recognize that many of our friendships are actually an equivalent exchange of negativity and positivity. It's actually more depending on our personality type to a large extent whether or not we have more or less of either. I would say it's two contributing factors mostly. Our personality, i.e. psychological type, or the total amount of psychological integrity that has been compromised by prolonged containment of emotional pressure. Again, you have to look at your psyche like a thermodynamic system that's taking on the heat of emotions and that your emotions are not dumb. They are a form of automated primordial intelligence that is very deeply intertwined with the Earth's own geomagnetic field. The fluctuations that create weather and climate patterns throughout time also affect the heart and brain. So there's this whole framework of emotions that are connected to a higher order. You're likely to not know the real source of your emotions most of the time. That's the point. Because your subconscious mind is a automated form of pattern recognition, it uses your emotions to motivate you at particular moments when it has recognized that there is a pattern at play. You don't need to know. All you have to do is act. That is the role of the subconscious mind. Because we live in a comparatively rationalistic world, if you look at our past, we have sort of lost touch with that form of intuitive understanding. However, it's always been there. It's still working. Oftentimes it takes on an antithetical approach 
because we don't have a formalized way of opening a dialogue. Therapy and meditation are probably the most renowned forms of integration with the subconscious mind or defragmentation of the subconscious mind. Both of them are forms of alchemical transmutation. When you can't go out, you can still go in. It requires a different type of willpower and bravery. Therapy is still brave. It's brave in a different way than meditation is. Being unafraid of emotional vulnerability is strength in and of itself. Again, there is an accuracy of trust that is required to avoid further hits to your innocence or your perceived innocence. That is actually the underlying framework of emotional sensitivity is that human beings assume that they are innocent, that there is no momentum. Oftentimes it is because you are simply projecting the waste material of our world back into the world and thus there is no actual positive charge that can be maintained. There is an alchemical nature to the hero's story and you don't necessarily have to save the world to be a hero. You can just save anyone or anything. It helps to preserve and conserve our innate sanctity. And that need not be a religious concept. Sanctity is one of remaining untainted by the conditions of your culture. You can imagine human beings as born with all of these facets that could eventually emerge. But there is also a form of genetic selection at play that is affected by the environment. There is a genome that we have, which is only 2% different from the other forms of life on the planet. And then there is the effects of our environment on our genetic selection of particular fragments of code within that genome. Once you are dealt that hand of cards, there is then a lifetime span of optimizing the hand that you have drawn. You can enhance your willpower by practicing the very nature of applying will. And so it is an actual choice. Emotional projection is an untransmuted form of ventilation. Because it is reflection, there is no update to the emotional condition of that transferred state. Technically speaking, this can be good or bad. The overall condition of your social environment will have an effect on the quality of projection at play. Sometimes a little bit of negative effect is required to shock the nervous system into a state of activation. That is the proverbial archetype of the end is nigh. It's not always the case that there is something big about to happen. However, if there is a larger overall amount of people in doing this, it is actually an indicator that there is an underlying emotional cause at play within the Earth's electromagnetic field. We have evolved in accordance with this field. Because everything is forming within or moving in lockstep with this larger electromagnetic field, it is often the preset code or pattern. That's how technology actually exists in the first place, is that we have piezoelectric quartz crystal that internalizes the information associated with pressurization into something that can be read 
so that crystal begins emitting a pulsed electromagnetic field that corresponds in its time structure with pressure from the past, with the contraction and expansion 